Man, what is going on, everybody? This is the first podcast of the Walk the Walk podcast. You know, on this podcast, we're going to talk the talk, and you're going to walk the walk. I like that. Now, before you go in, my name is Aaron Walker. I'm going to give you a brief introduction of why I'm doing this, where I'm from, and you know, with the topics I want to talk on. But tonight, <clears throat> my first one, it's my first one ever, so if it don't turn out that well, then you know, I'll figure it out. Um, I'm from the Menominee Indian Reservation, born and raised, represent those sticks. And uh, I really hope you guys enjoy what I'm about to say. And if you don't like it, then that's fine. You know, I just give me some feedback, which you think I should talk about next. And uh, this is a full on res dude podcast. And, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of things on this podcast. We're going to talk about mental health, men's, Native American men, you know, mental health, um, Native American women, mental health. You know, a lot of things I want to touch on. And as we go along with this podcast, I want to bring in people who are, you know, I don't want to say qualified, but, you know, they have a better understanding of things more than I do. Like the uh, missing, murdered indigenous women. You know, I bring people on and talk about that. And there's a bunch of other topics that I don't want to discuss. And we're going to get to it. Like I want to talk about different areas of success for Native American men. Whether it's blue collar, you know, um, getting a college degree, whatever it may be. I know a lot of people in different areas who are very successful. And I want to bring all those minds together and get their opinion on everything. You know, I, lo- I know a lot of guys who have a success story that they haven't told. And I want them to share because it'll help someone. To get out of there, you know, the pit that they dug. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, I'll be sharing, you know, my story here and there. Give you guys a, give you guys a quick, like, uh, insight of who I am, where I come from, and why I'm doing this. Um, so, yeah, here we go. Enjoy it and uh, share it. Like it. If you don't like it, leave a comment. Let me know what I can do better. You might hear some swear words on this because if you guys know me, I, I like to swear. So, the first reason why I want to do this is to bring awareness to Native American men and our, our mental health and how I need or how I think it should be expressed more and the whole the conception of masculinity and bottling our emotions till we can't anymore then it, it all comes up and I don't think that's healthy at all I think we need to be more aware of how we feel in day to day and being able to express ourselves you know so you know I'm also going to share what helped me get through my toughest days and you know, how I use the law of attraction and you know ceremony ways and I intertwined all of that to help me you know, I don't want to say walk a straight line, but, you know, like get to where I needed to go 
think you're from A to B to C, you know. And I'll talk about the other motivators that, you know, that make me want to do this. Um, you might hear my uh, kids come in here once in a while. So if I yell at them, that's why. And I don't talk about dad life. You know, being a dad and the pressures that come with that. And it's okay to be, you know, to be frustrated and be sad. And, you know, all those things that come with it. So here we go. The first, um, the first motivator, you know, which was a bad, bad motivator, um, was when we were in high school. We all, everyone who's listening, we all lost our my brother and our best friend, uh, Dube, uh, Derek Corn. Rest in peace to my guy. Uh, he, I knew him. I known him since we were young, man. Since. We were little bitty guys, and he committed suicide when we were juniors in high school. And that made me start thinking of mental health for everyone, really. And I did, you know, a handful of suicide prevention conferences, speaking at them, talking about, you know, the awareness, the being aware of our mental health and how we could deal with them. And I was a little... You know, they'll do back then. I know what I was talking about. I probably don't even know what I'm talking about now, but I can just share what helped me get through, you know, those bad days of my life. So, again, rest in peace to our guy, dude. Hope you visit me once in a while, my man. And from there, um, I started working with youth um, a lot. You know, uh devote my time to to these young kids and I'm so uh, passionate for youth and my commitment to youth that's where we talk about my commitment to youth and I've always been um, working with youth since I was little so I was probably like 12, 13 and I've always been trying to better them and give them you know spend time with them um, I, now I work for my tribe, my youth prevention coordinator. It's a youth advocate, you can say. And I love it. I love what I do, man. I hope, you know, I made a positive impact on these on these young men. I work with young men in these in his high schools, middle school. And it, it's great. Here's my dream job. And I doesn't even feel like a job. Like people say that, and it's really don't. I really enjoy what I do and the smiles that I get from these these young men that you know you you light a fire for them you know and they just they just run with it and it's just great you know like teaching them something out in the woods and showing them some basketball skills whatever it may be that's another thing we're talking about we're talking about uh, my skills training how I became a skills trainer um, basketball is my my favorite sport. And we're gonna talk about my journey about that and how I how I became one and and why I'm so passionate about it and how this this mental health and the skills training intertwine. And it's not just skills training, like it's mentoring the whole time. And that's why, you know, skills training comes easy to me. 
and mentoring at the same time. It's like like knocking out two things at once. So we'll talk about that here and there. Um, so my, my, while we're on, you must talk about it. Um, I started skills training when I was probably 20. Um, I found these certain drills that that I like I hung on to, and I fully believe that they work for anybody, no matter your height, your skill set, whatever it may be. I think it works for everybody. They give smaller people, um, not so athletic people, a chance to compete at the higher higher levels. And I've been doing them for the last ten years. I, I taught myself these drills. And you know what's crazy? People think I just found these drills and I just, like, started showing them out of nowhere. I remember doing these drills when I was 20 to 26. And it was just me in the gym. Like, I remember driving to the gym, which was 40 minutes away. And for no reason, just hang on to these drills and keep doing them. Keep doing them. Keep doing them no matter what. And I was 25, 26 at the time. And there's no reason for me to even be in there and do them. You know, my college days were done and had four kids. And I, I something just kept telling me, keep doing these drills. Keep doing these drills. And throughout that time from when I was 20 to 26, like everybody's like telling me to stop playing basketball, stop doing this, stop doing these drills, like, it was like discouraging stuff, and I, you know, I didn't listen. Thankfully, I didn't listen to them because if I didn't, I don't, I wouldn't be doing what I am today. So, when I tell these kids, you know, I've done all of this stuff, like they literally do everything that I did, but I was doing it on my own because I knew one day if someone was going to listen, someone's going to listen and. They're going to run with it and something great is going to happen. And the first one that, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of kids that train, but the, the, the biggest success story that stuck out was, uh, my nephew, Norman Kakwich. And, uh, we'll get onto that too. I don't want to dive too deep into that, but. So we're going to talk about skills training, um, being a dad, being a man in this day and age, and other things are going to intertwine, and we're going to, you know, just mesh it all in and, and go from there. And I feel like, um, you know, I, I can talk about these things now. I've impacted a lot of youth during my short time on this on this planet and I think it's time to share share things that need to be said and say things that need to be said that people are scared to say um first thing I'll talk about or not the first thing but one of many things that I want to touch on is the the belief of um of having a belief for something you know, I know there's a lot of a lot of atheists out there and a lot of things, and I just want, to, for me, I think 
someone who's going through it, man. You're going through those those trenches and is you're by yourself. You don't got your kids by you. You know, your family and friends can't be there all the time. As much as you want them there, there's going to be times you're going to be by yourself and you're going to have to walk through those shadows alone and clinging on to that belief is going to get you through it. That's what got me through it. Um, the law of attraction and my belief helped me get through the toughest times of my life, get through A, go to B, go to C, you know, and have these plans and not fold. And we're going to talk a lot about my the failures that I have had and I will have. That way, you know, I'm not a perfect person at all. Not a perfect partner, not a perfect son, brother, friend. But one thing I do really cherish is being a dad. All those things I'll tell myself, I want to be a kick-ass dad and be remembered for that, you know. So, yeah, we'll talk about the, the failures. That way you get some insight that, you know, all those motivational quotes you see, you know, you fail, you fail, you fail, you succeed, you know, they, they, they ring some bells once in a while, but sometimes they get old. Sometimes you got to stop reading those motivational quotes and just get, get your hands dirty and go do it. Go do what you got to get done. <clears throat> and I'll shout out a lot of my uh, people who I thought were mentors to me. Um, a lot of them, they probably only think they're mentors to me, but just by their story and by their success, you know, it helped me to stay on a good path. We're talking about success and being great, too. You know, those are two different things. You know, success, to me, is making a lot of money. You're successful. That's something you did good for yourself. But being great, you know, is helping someone else. Helping another person. Helping another youth or whoever it may be. That's being great. And by as we go along these podcasts, we're going to... Talk about great things that happened to me, great things that happened to other people. And I can't wait to get people on this podcast and tell me their stories because that's one thing I love. I love hearing people's stories. And, uh, man, I hope this takes off because I'm super excited. So uh, let's talk about some failures, man. Let's talk about some failures. I think the first thing um, that really that sticks with me, you know, you, when you have these failures, you know, they stick with you, you know, even, even when you're older, you still think about them. So the first thing I regret the most was uh, leaving Haskell early. I left Haskell, I went to Haskell uh, when I was 18 and I left early. <clears throat> I shouldn't have, I think it would have been a great fit for me. Because Haskell helped me with a lot when I was there in that short time. They helped me with school and stuff, making sure I was in the right classes. And, you know, I'll start, I was going there to play college basketball and, you know, get that degree. And that didn't work out. That was all on me. And then I ended up moving to Madison shortly after that. Playing uh, some college basketball there. That that I 
that I messed up too. No, it wasn't about my grades or anything. It's more of like me just, um, I guess, being selfish in my second year there. So those are things that, you know, that sting. Oh, and, and, you know, I went to the academy twice, police academy. First time I went there, completely bombed out. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know what I got myself into. Bombed out. So that's 2013. Then I went back, got my degree in criminal justice, went back to the academy, and then I dropped out again. Not because I bombed out for the first time. Like the first time I was just failing tests, like it was dumb. Second time was life like, Hit me, man. Hit me bad with with our uh, my son, baby Aaron, and with losing my grandma and I lost my dad. Like it was all in that short span, and that like you know it fucked me up. And I dropped out, dropped out, and then after that, I started job jumping all over the damn place. You know, that, that's one of the biggest things that, you know, hurt my family um, was job jumping. Didn't hold a job, didn't like what I did, and I jump jobs, jump jobs. And eventually got to the point where, you know, I landed on my last job. And before I got this youth prevention job, and I stuck it out because I knew this was it. You know, I got to do something, something dragging my ass and dragging my feet and, you know, knuckle up and get it done. And I did. And during those times, I want to talk about what got me through, you know, those dark days because when I was doing my job jumping, you know, I put my family in a really bad financial spot, you know, a mental spot. Spiritually, you know, it was, it was all bad. You know, during those times, I, I got anxiety. I never had anxiety before. And, like, I thought, real honestly, if we're being honest, growing up, I thought, you know, having that mental health, you know, you were soft. And then it hit me. And then I, there, I was literally, like, I would have to go in the shower and sit underneath a cold shower and breathe because I was having panic attacks. And it was all due to stress and uh, expectations of what, I, I was dealing with and uh, what changed all that was when I found a law of attraction you know I want to get into a, a lot of a, a lot of principles that that helped me get through that and I think a lot of Native American men can use those same principles you know, I talk a lot about those principles in my training. You know, when I got trainers, people think I'm just going down there and we're just playing basketball. Like, hell no, we ain't. Like, I'm challenging these kids in all aspects of their life, whether maybe whether their parents are not in their life, whether something tragic happened to them. Like, you got to help them. You got to give them tools to work through that, you know, and deal with it. So... 
I can only use, I can only say what helped me. You know, there's a lot of other things that probably will help someone, but while they're coming to training me, this is what helped me get through these tough times. And that law of attraction was was a biggie, man. It was a big thing. So we can go back to, you know, the failure part. A lot of a lot of guys can't deal with being a failure. And in this, I don't know if it was always this day and age or if it, it was always like this, but if you don't make a lot of money, you know, you're considered less than or you're not providing for your family like that's complete bs you know all my guys out there right now you listen to this you keep grinding man whatever you're doing you just you keep grinding you keep doing what you got to do put food on that table for your family get your kids back in your life whatever you got to do man do it if you gotta put those drugs down put the, put the alcohol down man that's what you got to do and you know what's 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 crazy is if something if you keep having bad things happen, you'd figure, you know, to stop doing what you're doing because you can get the same results. And it took me a while to to get that in my head. And uh, once it finally clicked, once I stopped being selfish and I was worrying about me, and then everything changed, and life got better. So Native men out there, if you're listening, man, my guys, and Native women, whoever it may be, you know, I'm going to keep saying that, and I apologize if that offends anybody, but, you know, I'm looking out for, trying to look out for these, for these men out here who need this, who need to hear that, you know, we all struggle the same. You know, there's someone out here, you know, that's myself. That's really look. I'm really rooting for you guys to to get it together because when I was during that time, and I thought no one was pulling for me, I thought the world was against me, and that's not true. There's people out there that are looking at you, hoping you get it together, man. And I'm one of those people. So, native men, man. I don't know everything, but just pay attention to what I say. Try to understand where I'm coming from. Now, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to preach or any of that, man. I just want to share my struggles and these for real, like real life principles that work for anybody. Like it's not like where I come from a spiritual or from a traditional point of view. It's these all come from books. So the first one I want to talk about is the first principle that 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 book taught me was to accept your mistakes and learn how to forgive yourself and move on to the next step like truly you have to truly sit down and have a conversation with yourself and forgive what you've done you know, what keeps you up at night. You know, everybody has skeletons in your closet, man, but you got to bring them out and, you know, you got to face them. Because that stress and that and anxiety, man, that's that's a killer. That's a killer. That's a big killer. And people, 
People don't even know. They don't even understand that. And it took me a while to understand how much stress hurts our body and our and our mental. So my guys out there, man, you whatever you're going through, man, you have to sit with your thoughts. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, man. Sit with your thoughts and forgive yourself. You're going to cry it out. Cry it out, man. The biggest thing that helped me was crying it out and then moving forward. Cry it out and move forward. It's okay to cry. I know a lot of different, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of different teachings out there about not crying and, but, those are, you know, to each your own. If it ain't working, then, man, you're miserable and you're taught to, to hold those in, but it's not healthy. You know, I, I don't think it's healthy. And uh, I hope you realize that, too. It's okay, man, to show your feelings I know a lot of guys on here are going to come on here and I want you to tell me your story, guys. Tell me everything. People need to know what you're going through, how you got to here and got to there. It needs to be talked about. A lot of people don't want to talk about, they just want to talk about the success stories. No, we need to talk about the people who are not being blown up in social media and how they maintain their everyday life while still dealing with all of the shit that they're going through. Whether their parents died, your grandma died, your kids are sick, you know, we just went through COVID. You know, I want to talk about the guys that, that are not all up in the celebrity stuff and a regular guy like me. Because that's who we can relate to. And we're going to talk about the dad life too, man, being a dad and how that um, affects us. You know, the expectations of being a dad and being strong, you know. We're going to get to it. And I'm trying not to keep these podcasts too long. You know, I want to hold your attention for a while. So... You know, we got through, you know, a handful of things. And I kind of jumped all over, but, you know, it's my first one. Bear with me. So we, as we go on, I want to talk about my failures and how it relates to other people. And then I intertwine how I made it through it. And I think that's the only way to do it. You know, you be, re- I'm being real with you. I'm going to tell you my mistakes, all my mistakes. Nobody's perfect. You know, a lot of people say that, but then they keep making mistakes. Like at a certain point, you got to hold yourself accountable. And that's another big thing that we're talking about is accountability, man. The enabling of, of Native boys. That's a big thing. That's something that I can hold on to that my parents didn't do to me. They didn't enable the hell out of me, man. I was held accountable. For every goddamn thing. Everything. And 
I do that with my kids now, but it's not to that extent. So we're going to talk a lot about that, you know, how that enabling really gets to us and how sometimes, okay, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite, but sometimes we got to get thrown to the wolves and then bounce back, you know what I mean? No, we can't just keep having people do everything for us. You know, sometimes you got to build that, you know, you got to go through it, man, and walk through it and then come out on the, side, the other side a better person. You got to go, you got to deal with our life struggles, man. We can't hide them because eventually, you know, we got to deal with them anyways when we pass away. We got to deal with them. So we might as well deal with them right now while we got support around us and while we got, you know, everyone rooting for you. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things to talk about. Now I'm gonna give you my uh, my background. You know, traditionally and sun dancing and all that stuff. And I really don't talk about that a lot. But we're gonna get on it though. We're gonna get on that topic about you know ceremonies and stuff, the good and the bad. Hope you're ready for it because we're gonna discuss it. Now, accountability comes with the those ways, man. Now I'm gonna tell you stories of what happened to me that keep that, you know, it kept me held accountable, even without my parents. You know, spirits be showing me stuff like scaring the shit out of me. Let's just say that. When I was falling off, you know, and I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing growing up, even when I'm a man now, even now. So that's a deep topic we're going to get into. Hopefully I can bring in someone else to talk about it. Maybe they can relate. Maybe they can't. Well, those are a handful of things that we're going to discuss on here. And as we keep going along, man, we're going to we're gonna get into some deep things, man. I want to bring it all out, man, because I think that's the only way to help. You know, we got to use technology to our advantage. I wish I can go over there and, you know, help everyone who needs it. Hopefully this podcast does it. Hopefully it does, man. So let's talk about the anxiety real quick. Man, anxiety, like, I don't know why, but it was after that all that stuff happened, after I dropped out of the academy and, those deaths happened. Like I had, I turned in real bad, like hypochondriac and anxiety. Like I was worrying about when I was going to die and stuff like that. And it got really intense, really, really scary. And, um, what helped me get through it was, you know, I put, I put the phone down. I stopped getting on social media and I started reading books whatever book I could find, whatever book that was helpful to me or useful, I would read it. And then after I read it, you know, you have to actually walk like what they're saying, what they're telling you to do, like how to think differently, how to, you know, think throughout the day. And it, that helped me so much, you know, with the ceremonies, you know, going to ceremonies and lodges and stuff that really helped me make it through that stuff, man. Cause that stuff is, 
Some people don't get get away from that. Some people don't escape that anxiety, and then they got to get on pills, you know, then they got to, you know, abuse those pills, and it's it just like, it's like a, like a domino effect. So the anxiety, man, it was, it is, I still deal with it. It's for real, and I hope everyone out there, you're listening that you're not alone, man. All those terrible thoughts, like I have terrible thoughts, and you just can't live there. You know, you have bad thoughts. You gotta, you gotta think about something else right away. You can't dwell on those, because you dwell on them, man. Then you become them. Then your body starts feeling like exactly what you're thinking. And that's what I was doing. I was thinking terrible things, and then my body would react so. And it was just like, it was like the bad and bad going hand in hand, and it just, it would just not be good, man. So I hope you guys listen right now, man. I hope you all stick it out. Whatever you're going through with your life, man, stick it out. Keep pushing. Whether if you got fired from a job, dropped out of school, got kicked out of your old ladies, Christ. Been there, huh? Holy Christ. You got to work through it, man. Whoever's out there, man, you, you pay attention. You know, is it these things that people say throughout social media, you know, it's not a bad life, it's a bad day, you know, that, that has some truth. That has very 100% truth to it, man. I used to think when I'd have a bad morning, like my whole, my whole day was shot. Definitely wasn't the case. Just a bad couple minutes. And uh, these things, man, we got to work through. The only way, the whole point of this, you know, dealing with that anxiety is you just have to deal with it. You have to sit with it, man. You have to, you know, acknowledge it's there and work through it. You can't mask it, man, with with drinking and smoking, man. It's... It's still gonna be there. At the end of that end of that crash and you come down, it's still gonna be there waiting for you. Like, come on, motherfucker, we're here. We gotta get through it, and that's one of the ways that helped me, you know, was just being straight up with myself and dealing with that. And it was terrible. I'm telling you it's it's awful. You know, people wanted to, a lot of people wanted to bullshit me and say, oh, it gets better. No, it got, it got fucking worse before it got better. I'll tell you that much. It got way worse where I was having struggles where I couldn't tell anybody. I remember my nephew Mako can back me up. I remember having a panic attack at, um, we were eating steak dinner. And I thought I was having a heart attack. And he literally took me to the ER. Thinking I was having a heart attack. 
Like, that's how bad it was. And um, I talked to a lot of people, and that's normal for a lot of people. So that's why it didn't make me feel as bad, you know, after the fact. Because everybody deals with that. So, uh, yep, I hope you guys and girls, man, you push through that stuff. I really hope you do. So we're at about 30 minutes or 36 minutes right now. And a couple more things I'll talk about before we end it. Hopefully I, you know, this podcast grabs your attention. And you keep coming back and listening. Because we ain't here to sugarcoat nothing. I ain't here to sugarcoat nothing, man. You guys have questions when I post this, man, I'll, I'll answer them. So I don't know if we talked about, you know, how people say we have haters. I don't know if I talked about that, but when I was reading those, reading those books, help me get through those times, you know. Secretly, I guarantee you, secretly, you have haters surrounding your your circle of friends that low-key want you to fail. You don't believe me? Just watch, watch what they say in jokes. Watch what they say jokingly. Those are people you got to get away from, man. I walked away from a lot of close friends because they would say, you know, little demeaning things that, no, no, you really do feel like that, huh? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not trying to be a fuck, a hypocrite or anything, but here's the thing. You got to listen to those haters sometimes. Sometimes you got to listen to them because sometimes they're speaking the truth. And you may have to work on those things. That's what I realized. I realized that someone said something about me being, you know, a liar, being being lazy, being this, being that. And I sat back and I had to reflect on myself and I was I was those things. And then I changed them. So it's not all the time, right? It's not all the time, you know, they be talking their shit. But sometimes oh you gotta pay attention. You know, better for you. You know, listen to what they're saying then and then make an adjustment. No, they may not be in their your circle of friends anymore, and that's fine. You know, friends come and go. You know, friends don't pay your bills, man. Guarantee you that. So that's, that's uh, you know, I'm a, I keep coming up with a bunch of things I'm talking about. But the next thing, and probably the last thing I'm talking about is your circle of friends. You know, your circle of influence. That's that's a big, like, big thing for me, man. Um, I hear all these motivational speakers talk about Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And that has a goddamn ring to it. Whether you like it or not, that's that's 100% truth. Why would it not be? If your friends are going down a certain path and, you know, they don't got their kids in their life, that's another thing we're talking about. We'll talk about how I had to fight for my boy and go to court and all of that shit. And I, 
went weeks, months, you name it, felt seeing him. And um, we're going to talk about the circle of friends, man. On how you think that anything will change by, you know, you love your friends. You know, I love a lot of my friends, man, but if their goals didn't align with my goals, and then, you know, there's a certain point where it had to be a cutoff. You know, I was trying to get to, to the next level. And what the, the truth is, you know, some people can't go to the next level with you, whether it's the next level mentally or spiritually or financially, whatever it may be. Some people got to get left behind. And you got to realize that. That's the damn truth. And I'm not trying to bash like anybody's friends or anything, but again, if your goals don't align, man, you may have to make an adjustment. That's just how it is. That's just what it's going to be. You're going to, you can't cut your friends off. They're not good for you. Then you're just going to be stuck in that cycle. That's just what it is. So last thing, the last thing we're going to talk about um, my skills training and the biggest thing that motivates me, that turned me into a skills trainer. So a lot of people don't know this. When I was 19, um, I was diagnosed with with cancer and at the time um, it was either you know just not fight or you know you fight for your life and then you be first in all sprints this is not college basketball and I was I made it a point to be first in sprints all the time be first at practice, be last at practice, be the last one lifting. Some days, you know, even my boys don't even notice. Some days I, I train with a weight vest on because that, that I don't know, it was a scared feeling, but it, it took me to another level to train and to be my best. And once I activated that, man, I I shifted that to training or to my my career or you know to my dad life or whatever it may be. I took that motivation, I took that that drive I had and used it for other things. And it helped me. It helped me big time. And uh, I'm letting y'all know you shouldn't need, you know, a, a life scare to wake you up like that. You can dig down deep and you can find it. You can find it easy. I mean, not easy. Let me, let me, you're, you're going to have to dig deep and figure out if you really want, you know, a better life for your, for yourself, for your family. If you're trying to create a better family, uh, future for your, your friends and your family, like you're going to have to do a lot of things, man, that that are going to require you to 
be great. And that one of those things like I was talking about is cutting out your friends. Some of your friends just don't belong. That's just a damn fact. Whether you like it or not, I don't give a fuck. I'm here to help y'all. Whatever whatever helped me get through my things. And, and I'm not the most successful person, man. I, I'm not talking like I am. You know, I I made it how I think I make. If people knew where we come from on the reservation, living in Green Bay, your nice house is making it to me. My fridge is full. Got fucking central air and grow up with that shit. I think that's making it to me, man. You know, I want to keep pushing. Want to keep, you know, creating a better. I want to leave something for my my kids and my grandkids. That's where my mind's at. So, first thing, man, look at your friends. See if they align. If they don't, you got to make an adjustment. The steps that helped me get there was making small adjustments throughout the day. That's what's going to help you. That's going to help you get to the next level. Small adjustments throughout the day. Stop worrying about the big step of getting a house and getting a nice apartment. Again, guys, girls, small steps throughout the day is going to create a positive impact on where you need to go. So that's it for today or for tonight. It's 1030 right now. About to turn this off, man. Go snuggle the wife. Holy fuck. But these goddamn kids and babies are still up. And we'll be back on in a couple days. Maybe tomorrow I'll put another one up. Let me know if y'all like it. Again, this is the Walk the Walk podcast. If you talk the talk on here, you better walk that motherfucking walk. Yeah. And this is me. This is who I am, man. I ain't trying to be no one else but me. And I want y'all to do the same thing. Appreciate y'all. Good night. All right, it's been a long time since I did a podcast. But selfishly, I've been busy with hunting, family, all kinds of other shit. But glad everybody's all right. Surviving COVID, we're still here. And I got three guests today. We got Anthony Perez, Sam Warrington. You got Tanoa Johnson. Can give us an insight what's going on on the res. There's some things that need to be addressed that we wanted to talk about. And there's four different perspectives on this, so we're going to jump into it. So first, gentlemen, we want to talk about uh, the mental health part. Now, I want to hear it from Anthony's point of view right away. He's a, he's a senior here at Menominee High School. And I want to hear what he has to say about what he thinks is going on and what we should do that where we could help in better ways. So tell me what you think, Anthony. Well, what I really think is that it's an environmental thing and an at-home thing if we're talking about mental health in the youth. 
I feel that a lot of adults really weren't prepared to have children, and so they drown themselves in all these other substances to help them along the way. But a majority of them aren't really that strong enough to quit when needed or step up as a parent in a child's life. I've seen a lot of people deal with this personally, and I offer my house as an open place for them to come stay if things aren't really going good over there. Um, another thing is like, <clears throat> when, when a person's in an environment, they get attached to that environment and start doing the things themselves because they think that's what's gonna help them. And that's not really the best, best of choice to, to take because, well, it's, it's not really the best decision. Um, I know a lot of people that started drinking and I've helped people to stop drinking, but they started to cave in on themselves again. Um, I'm still trying my best as a person and as a being to be there for them, support them through anything. Even if I'm not friends with them, I'm still a supporter to all. Um, that's, that's pretty much my take on it. What I like about what um, Anthony just said is things that have been going on in res with, you know, a lot of sadness going around. And I've seen people on social media talking about um, the tribe needs to help us, the tribe needs to help us. Like, why do we think that because they're getting paid by the tribe, they need to help us? The, the help starts with what's going on in your own house. Are you are you addressing, you know, the the traumas that happen to you or that happen to your parents? You know, there's things that are going on that, that we can prevent by our own instead of relying on the tribe to help us. Like we shouldn't need to rely on that so much. And that's why we're talking about it because I think what Tanoa said before we started recording was um, talking about it is one of the best medicines around, you know, besides laughter. And that that is true. We just need to talk about it first because we don't know what everybody's going through. And hopefully uh, Tanoa shares a little bit with what he told me before we got um, doing this podcast. And uh, I coached Tano back in 2015, 16, Tano? Yeah. Yeah, that's when he, he was a hooper and talented, very talented, tall, 6'3", lengthy. And, you know, there were things going on in his life at that time that I didn't know about until I found out years later. And I wish I knew about it then. You know, I would have been able to take time and, you know, help him, help him uh, stay with hooping. But... I want to get it over to Tanoa here, and I want to get his um, point of view on everything because he's a, a staff member here at Numb uh, Indian High School, as am I, and we we need to talk about what, what we see and how we think that needs to be addressed. And Anthony just gave us some very good insight coming from a student. You know, he's well beyond his years, but... It's good to to get his point of view, and we're going to get Sam's point of view at the end. 
And Sam's a young fella. He's a freshman, but we need to hear need to hear from him. But to know, let's let's hear what you got to say, bro. All right. So it goes back to what Anthony was saying about environment, and that's something I really really believe in. Also, is your environment plays a huge role in how you feel, what you think, how you carry yourself who you hang out with, what you care about, and what you do. And I feel like once you switch your environment, you switch your focus. You make, you make friends based on common interests instead of you growing up with them. I mean, someone you can grow up with now, you can always be close to, but I guess I mean, I'm not sure how to word this. I'd say, like, you guys can grow up together, but, like, one of them can be healthy and unhealthy. Like, I don't want to put nobody on the spot, but I have family members who I guess I'm not so close to is because of I wanted to grow. I know I knew what they were doing wouldn't help me grow in my life. And I made the decision to cut off from that. And now that I did, I think different. I mean, I make moves different compared to what they do now. And that's no disrespect towards any of them. Um, But Environment is like one of the key key things that I believe you need to change in order to change how you feel. And I, for me, I don't like the excuses, especially when when people say that just because you know they don't live the greatest life right now be the reason why they can't live the greatest life right now, I guess is the simplest way I can put it. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't believe that excuse. I mean, yeah. (laughs) So it's like you mean, so it's like you mean, like when people say, like, this is how I was brought up and that's how I'm going to be. Exactly. Rather than changing, you know, you're not a product of your environment. I mean, if you stay in it, obviously you're going to be a product of your environment if you're not willing to make change. So, I guess, you know, we got to be willing to, here's my perspective on how to help, how to help, uh, I guess, kids. I've been doing this since I was in high school, since I was Anthony's age, and it's been like like 15 years now. And the only reason I wanted to do this podcast is to give kids or anybody a voice so we can all relate. I think that's where, you know, the, the I want to say the, um, The confusion and the sadness we get when people, you know, when they harm themselves and suicide happens, like, because we don't know what they're going through. Like, when, um, 
our best friend passed away in high school. We didn't know. I had no idea. And I wish I took time to ask him how he's doing, how's everything going. So I'm doing it now. And that's that's a big part of his mental health. And just for kids to open up and feel comfortable with, with someone, you know, it's not always about... It's not about saving the world, but if you can, you know, reach out to one kid and make a difference, that's going to spread like wildfire. And I think the biggest regret that, or the biggest thing, the biggest barrier, not regret, is that I see is when I was talking about how we rely on the tribe, it shouldn't be that way because... If your life is fine, you don't got things going on at your house, you don't got things going on in your life, why can't we reach out out of our daily lives to help a youth? Just to reach out, ask how they're doing. You know, once you get comfortable with them, you can, you know, start doing stuff that's positive instead of, you know, introducing them to stuff that's negative. And we wonder why things fuck up when we got adults introducing the negative shit to these kids all the time. And then all of a sudden we can't believe when shit goes bad. Well, what the fuck you think was going to go bad when all that thing, all those terrible things are introducing them at a young age and it becomes normal for them. So why can't we start reaching out out of our nine to fives, out of our paychecks, when it's inconvenient for us to do so, to help these, to help this youth, help any youth. We're too worried about the inconvenience that's going to cause us in our life. And I feel like that's what it takes to, you know, when they say kids are raised by a village. I think that's what, what it means to be raised by a village. We all take time to guide and, and mold And that's one of the biggest things that I see that it's happening at the high school right now. We got a lot of young men that are working here and uh, some strong Native women who are working here. And it's it's great to see. And it's not about the Native thing, but it, it, it connects us to the community when you see educated Natives come back and start helping out. You know, a lot of these guys here help these kids when we're uh when we're not on the clock and that's i think that's the biggest part of it is when we even just taking them out for food or whatever something small eventually the the youth will open up the kid will open up and then you really understand what the hell's going on in your life and you make a plan from there accordingly but, um, Sam, I don't know if you wanted to say anything. Do you want to say anything, Sam? Yeah. Yep. Sam wants to talk. This is Sam Warrington. We're going to hear his perspective on things. Hey, everyone. My name is Samuel Warrington. People call me Sam. Uh, back to what Anthony was talking about, where kids in their environment and where they're growing up, stuff like that. I think kids are more raised at school than they're at their own houses because... They're there seven hours a day for 
18 years. And the kids that they hang out with, the, the teachers, they're, they're practically, that's like their second home. Some, they go there just to get some food because they don't have food at their house. And parents need to support their children in what they're doing rather than focusing on the negative stuff like bills, everything like that, like sports, support the child, go to their games, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And if you love somebody that much, then you'll be happy. And if you're not that happy, then I guess you need to work on it. Start talking to the kids more, how was your day? Stuff like that, and just focus on your kids, your family. Focus on getting better at your health, your your home. Get, connecting to your friends could be other family members. Just slide them a text, say hi. Just focus on focus on like mental health of other people and yours, and that's all I really have to say. Those are good words. Good words, Sam. Good words. Um, Anthony, do you have anything else to say? Uh, <clears throat> I guess back to what Tano was saying. Um, I do think that. Uh, I do think that a lot of people are, uh, what's the word, discouraged by living on a reservation or experiencing anything stereotypical from uh, people like Inshano. Like, <clears throat> what's the word? Racial. Inequality? No, it's... um. Like when someone treats you differently because of your race. Racial Racial racially motivated. I guess. I think I'm I'm not really sure. Um but people just like natives get discouraged about where they are, how they are, and I feel that they don't understand that they can make a change no matter what point in their life they can they are living. As of now I've realized that I can make a change and I made countless changes throughout my four years of high school. <clears throat> and I feel that more adults can also take that step to go back to school, get their education, and get a better job instead of staying on the res, because when you stay on the res for too long, you start to drown in everything that the res brings to you. And I mean, for me personally, I'm not one that's trying to leave the res. I don't... I've been told to go see different colleges, go see the world, but I want to stay and help the community as best as I can, especially with mental health and the youth, which is why I'm on the path to becoming a counselor at the high school. Um, and I guess another thing is that it's, it's not hard to reach out, but a lot of people are really afraid to because they don't want to have that concept or that talk with the person. Um, it's not that bad to talk to someone. I've reached out to many people and 
I've gained a lot of trust. I became a role model to some, and it's a pretty great feeling to have. Um, my poems also help people. I am a published poet, actually. Thought I'd put that in there. And uh, yeah, just, just reach out, don't be afraid, and be there for the person. Good words, good words, Ant, good words. And if you could see what me and Tanoa see right now, we can see the like the passion and like the sadness in these young men's eyes right now and the concern, you know, what's what's going on and what they're seeing. Because the staff members we don't see everything, you know. They could come in me and Tanoa's office and come say hi and bye and be all happy, but we don't know unless we take time outside of school. So that's just, you know, another point. And um, Tanoa's got something to say here. One thing I'd like to talk about more is, like, positive outlets for kids to do besides, like, seeing former classmates, you know, they're, they're going through tough times, like, like most common one, it's sad to say, is uh, deaths, funerals, and like, you know, it's, I feel like, and it shouldn't be definitely, but that's like a really main reason for people to start drinking, mm-hmm. is like when a close family member dies, yeah. or a close friend dies, <clears throat> and I think you meet you do need better outlets than drinking or doing drugs in some cases. Some people do that, but for me, my outlet is my kids, man. Like, they pulled me out of a tough place where I was back in high school. And music, music is an outlet to me. It's, it gets me in good moods, it gets me in, I don't know, to me, music is powerful more than people think because, and it's a very powerful outlet. Um, fishing, fishing is like also one of my outlets to get away and escape the world, especially when I'm having a rough day. But like being at the school district now, being around all the students, I mean, it's cool as hell working with these students. Some of them are funny get our humor, especially being with the age difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, being able to relate with the students is probably the biggest thing that me and my other, my my coworkers, like Aaron, you know, we're all from the community, and that's why these kids instantly click or connect with us right away is because we're from here. This This is home for us, and... But like as far as as far as the outlets, it's it's more than, you know, trying to be tough and keep it in or like, man. I crying, man, like sometimes you just gotta cry, honestly. Right. Like Right. Like when this generation when they say or the older generation, I heard this multiple times when you know, no crying this and that, blah, blah, blah. But then those same people are, are fucking drinking their life away. 
Yeah. You know, well, why, why not cry and sit with your thoughts and try to deal with them, you know, and work through it and then find a positive outlet besides drowning them with alcohol mm-hmm. and drugs, you know, and numbing yourself. Because those thoughts don't go away. Go away. Eventually, you got to deal with it. And it's... It is, dude. Like, literally, you... Some days, you just got to cry. I mean... I can't tell you when last time I did, but, like... Since I got all these outlets besides that, but, like... Man, crying, especially grieving over death, Mm -hmm. you got... You need to do it. I mean, you can't... Be strong forever. Because eventually it's going to come out, especially if you're drinking. Right. You drink to a point to where it's going to come out and you're going to start saying some pretty dumb, some dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Like threatening to hurt yourself. And that's, I mean, I see it all too often, especially on Facebook. Everyone talking about like suicide, man. And, and it literally all leads back to the environment and what you're doing. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it literally, no matter where, which way it goes, it all leads back to the environment of who you're hanging out with and what you're doing. And that really is a big part of why people feel the way they feel. I mean, there's no, there's really no other way around it. It literally leads back to your your environment. And you need a good environment in order to have some growth in your life. Like, some really good. And, like, what motivates me is, like, seeing other great fathers like Aaron and James and, like, seeing them be great fathers as they are and great positive role models. I want to do that. And I hope to inspire some of these students here to be like us and want to help the community because it's a conversation that I have with all all my other coworkers here is like, and I even ask students sometimes like, how cool would this, how cool would it be to have only community members working here? And they said they'd like the thought of that. And that's like, that's no disrespect towards the workers who've been here for years that aren't a part of the community. But for me, when I first found out, when I first met Aaron, he was cool as hell. We met at Summer League and instantly, like, just, he just, I just knew, there was, like, a part of me that knew that he was, he was from where I grew up. And then, along with James, and it's like, at the time, there was, like, they were, like, beacons of hope. Like, and that's honestly what I want to be. And that's like what I'm on the road road to go towards, I guess. I don't think that's what you want to be. I think that's what you already are, bro. You think about it. You're already acting in it. You know, you, you're working. You're taking care of your kids. You got everything you need. That, that's, what, that's what it is. You're already there. And you're showing all these young men. And you're 23, you're pretty close in age with them. Yeah. But yeah, talking about um, 
the staff member thing. Um, the community, you know, I hear a lot talking about the staff doesn't do this and do that. Like the staff that I seen are overwhelmed at all the schools, big time. Like if you think you can help in some way or you think you can do it better, why don't you come to the high school? Come go to the travel school, go to the go to Mims, go to KPS and go volunteer your time. Mm-hmm. Go volunteer and go help. Connect to a youth somehow. It doesn't have to be sports. You could make an after school school program. They're always looking for volunteers. And that's what I'm talking about, getting outside your job, getting outside your your nine to five when you get paid and doing something positive for these kids. Not all people are going to, you know, go on here and say, well, what the fuck does this guy know? Well, this is what I've been doing since I was 15, 16 years old. And and this is just what I've seen. This is just what I've seen. And this is what works. What works is just talking about it. So there are going to be no more... Uh, be no more gaps in between these these podcasts. We're gonna have different uh, guests in here from high school, from community. You know, there's a lot more positive role male models than we uh, we think that are out there that are doing good for the community. And uh, it's good to have these young men have these young men out here talking because now we get an insight what they want to do what are they feeling and they're letting us know what needs to be done shit ain't coming from me it's coming from them and I'm just telling you before what I see what me and Tanoa see and before you get off here and stop listening y'all need to go check out Anthony Prez's Twitch we got to support our brothers and sisters. we got to support what they do, what they believe in. Anthony, what's your Twitch name? Uh, it's, <clears throat> it's I'm Freel, capital I, capital F, all in the same name. That's what it is. Go check it out because he's funny as hell. He's a smart kid. He knows what he wants, and he's going to get it. And if y'all attend any basketball games, we got Sam Warrington Hoopin. Come check them out. All they need is support. Come there because they be working hard all the time. So I appreciate these guys for coming on the podcast. This is the Walk the Walk. We're going to have another one maybe by tomorrow or the next day. These voices need to get out there. And hopefully all the high school kids listen to this and they want to jump on here and tell their story. That's the only reason I did this podcast. Tell the story and let everyone know what's going on, how to fix it, whatever it may be, because shit ain't going right. So I appreciate y'all for listening. I'll see you guys soon.